0: Bye. Welcome to the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and we have a special guest joining us on the show today. American stand-up comedian, sitcom writer, and actor. This man wears many, many, many hats. The one and only David David A. Arnold. What it do? What up, man? Man, I'm doing good. How you feeling this morning? Man, I'm good, dude. As soon as
1: you started, uh, right
0: there. Yeah, yeah.
1: As soon as you started uh, getting my titles, I went, hey, who are you talking about?
0: <laughs> why y'all, you know what, why y'all always, all y'all big timers always it like that?
1: Well, I, here's the thing. I think it's because when you're inside the machine, right, you probably see it different than people who are looking from the outside in. Because I think all of us... As much as we do, we all want to do more. Right. So you always just consider, like, oh man, I'm still, I'm still right. So much more I want to do. But right. But you're right. I I, I celebrate the wins, man. I, I I'm out here working and I'm making a great living doing what I love doing, which is making people laugh. So and this ain't bad for somebody who graduated from high school with a 1.8. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> oh man, come on, man. It can't be that bad. Man, you know. um, I just want to take the time to thank you, though, for um, allowing us this opportunity, though, man. This is a real big deal. Mr. Arnold, did we lose you? I think we lost him. I think we lost him, y'all. We got to get him back. It's the Vibe Show Podcast, man, y'all just stand by, we're dealing with technical difficulties Waiting on Mr. Arnold to call back in, I'm sure he's gonna call us back Um, Hope everybody's doing pretty good out there vibing, man We're gonna, um, oh, there he is right there, we're gonna get back into it And we are back on You there, Mr. Arnold? What is going on? Mr. Arnold, are you there? Hello, 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 hello. Maybe we might have to dial him back. Let's see if we can get it back on here. See, if we can get him back this on there.
1: David, I'm not available. Give oh. the name and number, and I'll get back with you as soon as possible.
0: We're gonna work this thing out, man. Y'all just, y'all just bear with me, man. Bear with me. Got the guy cutting grass. We got all different type of stuff going on. We're gonna get this thing right, though. I'm more than sure. Let me see what we got going on here, man. I don't know what's going on. I say, I say, Mister Arnold, kicked us to the curb, man. No, I just I was
1: like, I don't know what happened. I was just talking. And I went, "Hello." I'm, I feel like I'm talking to my wife. She just get up and walk out on me when I be talking. So <laughs> I'm used to it. Right, so what's right. What's
0: going on, man? Look, but before we jump in, I wanna—I um, wanna take the time to thank you, man, for this opportunity. For me and the vibe team, man, we very, very grateful. Oh man, I, I,
1: listen, I appreciate to do this it's great to just even be a part of something that is uh you know that people are trying to do stuff so i, I listen i'm i'm I, I appreciate y'all for having me on i really do
0: absolutely absolutely i want to um i want to give the uh listeners and um your fans and stuff that's tuning in right now man uh i want to give them a little bit of history i want to go back a little bit because you know i know we all see all of the amazing things that you do um you give everybody access to your life and i think that that's great that everybody can connect with you but i, I want i want to i want to dig in a little bit and go back before um uh, before the stardom can we get a little history on on what mr arnold was doing before um you found your path and, and found your niche uh what was i
1: doing before um
0: just was, before being uh, in the entertainment business. I was business. In the military. Okay.
1: I was, you know, I mean, here's here's the thing. I always, like when I was a cat crew up in Cleveland, Ohio, I've always been, like my mother had me modeling as a child. You know, my father, my stepfather started the OJs. My mother managed Teddy Pendergrass. I've always been around entertainment on some level coming up in Cleveland. Right. So, I was, it's always been in the back of my mind. It's not like I ever wanted to do something. The problem was from the Midwest, you don't know how to do it. You don't know that it's real. You don't know that you can actually get there. You know what I mean? Right. So right. what I like when I look back at my life, I realized, listen, I didn't I didn't like I say, I graduated from high school with a one point eight. That ain't no joke. That's the truth. Nothing was interesting to me. I was not interested in nothing but like my as my father would say, talking shit and making people laugh and just that's all you wanted to do. Right. Just play and talk shit. Like that that was that's who I was. And not knowing where it would take me, you know, I, I didn't have no direction. So I went to the military. I went to the military, I got my nursing degree and I started doing that and then right before I got out the navy, this comedy competition, stand up comedy competition came through my base and I had tried stand up once, maybe ten years prior. In Cleveland, it didn't go well, um, but it was always in the back of my mind. So I tried it, and this time, and it stuck. And ever since then, that's what I've, I've been on the road. I've always written. I've always wanted to do something like that. I just didn't know how. Right. And you know, when I got older, I, uh, I just found my way. Started doing it. You know what I mean? Like with no direction, no no guidance, no advice. So, and I, you know, for somebody who came out here. To L.A. 20 years ago with two trash bags full of clothes and three addresses, which was to the Comedy
0: Store, the Laugh Factory, and Improv, I think I found my way pretty good. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You, um, you you definitely did. And it, it, it's amazing that you say that, but it's like, um, so you just basically just stepped out on faith and just said, yo, you yeah. know what, I'm just about to just try, I'm finna do this. This is all I got.
1: Yes, that's all I, I knew my passion. I knew that I didn't want to live a life And go. What if I had tried? Right. I never wanted to do that. I I would rather try and fail than not try at all.
0: Absolutely. You know what
1: I'm saying? Like that's just that's just um, that's just how I was. I just you know what I mean? I didn't know what else to do. So I was like, I'm gonna give it a shot because I, you know, why not? That's what I want to do. It's in me. If I work hard, then I might get a chance. And that's what I've done. So yeah, I just stepped out on faith.
0: Man. So like, can can we okay at that point? Can can we dig into like the first real like opportunity? You know what I'm saying? Were, were you like, what was like the first gig? The first gig
1: that I had, like, well, I mean, outside of the. um... I'm trying to think what you mean, like, like, gig? like, like, like when you decided, up, like
0: when you decided well, to theater, pursue it,
1: little to no money. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody go. Well, I want to get paid. I mean, listen. I've times. I got twenty five dollars gas money, no money at all. day time, exposure. I did. I got all of that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you start to do stand up or act or something, sometimes it costs me to do stuff. I did short films. It cost me. My first paid gig. I mean, I got paid when I did the USO comic on doing tour, which was right out of the military. So I got paid right out of that gig. You know what I mean? I'll remember what I got, maybe a couple hundred dollars. I remember when I was featured for people when I first started, my first couple of years, I would get $500 for the weekend to open up for people. And that was five shows. So that's $100 a show and a hotel room. And
2: right, I thought
1: right. I was doing it. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm getting paid to tell jokes. I can't believe it. So, like, you know, it always, it, it goes through different. And even now, there's gigs that I have done. Where I won't get the money that I normally get, right? But it's the opportunity that's more important than the money at times. It's the it's the ability to make a relationship. So you have to bang on sometimes kind of the relationship and not just the paycheck. Because sometimes the paycheck it can be detriment to you sometimes. You know
0: what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's um. So with with just you know, it, it's just amazing to me because it's like you know with with you're basically self self-taught you know you um were blessed with that that ability to to make people laugh and um you decided to step out on faith you know a lot a lot of people have talents and have skills but they 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 have that fear and that doubt of just stepping out there Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's it's so dope Go that that sorry. you've done that, and you're an, and you you're an example and and basically motivation to a lot of people that can actually look at your story, and and that's what's important to me. I wanted to highlight that.
1: Well, man, I you know, I um, I appreciate it, and my thing is this. A lot of people don't step out on faith, and like, hey, this is one of my problems when I do interviews. And this is this this is always big. because when comedians come on here, they always expect us to be funny, and which we're comedians, right? You know, but when I talk about my art and my craft and my journey, it switches to motivational speaker, and right. I notice that happens all the time. Even my agents are like, "You got to be," you know, like when I'm on the radio, when I'm out promoting my shows. But what I have is, I, 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 I'm a little bit more comedic when I'm talking and you ask me questions like this, what it makes me go is, man, listen, you gotta step out on things. It ain't supposed to be easy. Right. If it was easy, everybody would do it. That's right. It's supposed to be scary. I, let me tell you, I can tell you, I quit my, I worked a day job. I ran a family practice clinic for 10 years in Beverly Hills here in Los Angeles. While I was doing stand up. I was a full-time nurse. Okay. I worked every single day and then I went to the comedy club all night. And I knew that if I worked hard at night on my job would go away eventually. I knew wow. that. Right. So that's all I did. But here's the thing. I remember when I got my first job, television show called Black Men Revealed on TV1, I was the host. This was in 2005. And I quit my day job, because I got this TV gig, TV gig. And I was like, it's time to step out and try to do this thing full time. I had just bought a house, wife, uh, one daughter, one on the way. And I remember I got fired from that job after the first season, right? right And I remember sitting in my office, my daughters were playing in the playroom, my wife was in the kitchen cooking, and I was in my office trying to figure out what was going to be my next move, because I had quit my day job. I said I was going to be a stand-up full time and an actor and do. And I opened up our family bank account, online banking, and I looked at it, and the balance said zero.
0: Wow.
1: And I will never forget the chill that went through my body. On that day, like in that moment, if that was the if there was any moment I was gonna quit and go back to work, I got a mortgage, I got a wife, I got two kids, and I got zero in my bank account. Right zero. I was I could see it like it was yesterday, but I didn't, I was like, I'm not going back, to, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna find it. So I took, I turned my experience that I had at that time. I started. I started teaching a stand-up comedy class at the time because I needed it. Right. And now that was 11 years ago. Today, the class is the largest stand-up comedy class in the country. It's the most successful. And here's the thing about it. I don't need to do it no more. I do it once in a while right. when I want to now. But in the beginning, it started out of necessity. It started out of survival. It started out of finding a way to reinvent myself, trying to find a way to take the experience that I did have and share that with other people because I realized it had a value. My point is that I'm always keep trying to find ways. The reason that Instagram is here, the reason people are finding me on Instagram and probably how you found me, I'm assuming, is that I had a TV show two years ago. Kevin Hart was the executive producer. I was on my way. We were literally putting our writing team together we were literally scouting locations, and the, and the executives at the network, they got the, 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 the teams changed. They fired a president and brought in a new one. And when they brought in a new president, she said, I'm not interested in doing nothing with you. And they wow. fired me, and they dropped the show. It crushed me right. again, just like I felt when I saw that zero balance. I had a TV show. What you need as a comedian nowadays? You need some kind of national stage so you can separate me just from everybody else who's telling jokes.
0: Right, right.
1: And they told me that I wasn't marketable. They said, you're too old. You're not marketable. We can't market you. That's what BET told me. Wow. And so I picked up my phone and I realized people are building careers with their phones now. They don't need nobody.
0: Right. Right, and
1: I was like, these a lot of I, I, I don't knock the hustle of these young Instagram stars. I don't knock their hustle. A lot of veteran comedians, maybe they ain't doing no comedy. They're they doing this, and I'm I'm funny. I'm like, you're right, but that's the new way. Right, so you can play the game, you can get left behind. And the way I looked at it was sixty seconds. I get on stage for an hour and fifteen minutes and rock. Right, I'm a comedian. I'm a veteran comedian that has flown under the radar. But I said, I'm going to use this phone
0: to reach my audience. And 60 seconds at a time, that's how I did it. And that was nine months ago. Between Facebook and Instagram, I'm um, over 500,000 followers. You're killing it. You're killing it. But I wanted it's to tap up. in. I wanted to tap in to, to um, you know, when you said that's probably how I found. you. No, I've, I've always been a fan of yours. That's why right. I reached out before this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I reached out to you because I'm a fan, and um, wow. I, I'm, I'm inspired by you. your videos, your motivation. Like, it's always motivation in everything that you're doing. Even when you display displaying your family, it's still showing unity. It's still showing. It's so much that you display. And, and I admire that, and I look up to that. And I just, you know, that's what I hold on to. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's daily motivation for me.
1: Oh, yeah. I appreciate that, dude. I really do. And, you know, one of the parts for me as a comic and even what I'm learning as I'm doing this social media thing to balance my presence, I do things to make people laugh. Right. And then I, last, the other day on Monday, I think I I got, um, I got into talking, you know, of, of last, on the 5th. I've been sober 21 years.
0: Congratulations so on that. I was, huh? Congratulations on that.
1: Thank you, man. And I was talking to, I guess I got into it on my Instagram live, because I do what I call coffee talk. And if people are listening, you can follow me on Instagram, at the David A. Arnold. I always tell people that you got to put in the A or you won't find me. If you just put in David Arnold, it's David A. Arnold. If you put in the David A. Arnold, you'll find me on Instagram, so, on Facebook, all across social media. And, you know I started talking about just being inspired and trying to work and motivate and I realized that that is a part of my story as well So this I'm going to diversify the content that I put out as well in my comedy because while I am funny I also want to try to motivate people in a, in a way whatever few people you I used to think that you needed a big stage and a big platform to be relevant and be heard right and I realized I got a hundred and seven thousand followers on Instagram I got three hundred and 50 something on Facebook, that's more than I've ever had.
2: Right.
1: So I'm going to use the stage and the platform and those who I've talked to and listened, cool. and those who don't, that's fine too. Cause a lot of people will tell you, man, I don't really want to hear that. Just be funny, you know, but I realized that I have other years to me. So I'm going to share it. So the fact that you say you watching me or whatever it does is inspired or whatever, it makes me feel good because all I want people to do is just, you know, I want people to come to my page to laugh. I want people to come to my page to feel motivated and to feel a part of this journey. Cause I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing and build my own career and my own not career, but my own, vis- my own visual. Right. I'm going to allow myself to become visual to people through this medium, because when they, every single day, when they say you're not marketable, when they told me that shit that ran through my mind every single day. Wow. And I said I'm gonna show you that I'm that I'm not. I shot my own stand-up special. Kevin Hart executive producer. We get ready to put that out. You know what I'm saying? I'm a producer, an any nominated producer or Fuller House as a writer. I've been writing for years, and that's fine. But I want people to know that I'm funny. I want people to wanna to come to
0: Look, um, making it look effortless, might I add too. I think. Do, would you say that? Would you say that you can distinguish? Um, can you can distinguish now with with your with with years in the game that you mm-hmm. can, can distinguish people that's um, in the business trying to be funny or uh, you know or, or just naturally born funny people
1: um i think that I, people in the business i think here's the deal i think you could be naturally funny funny is like rhythm i don't think you can teach funny funny is an instinct funny is a is an attitude funny is in you like i said i can't there are people who are funny very funny but they're not convenient every funny right. there are people who are funny that can act, and there's people who are funny that can do stand-up. Not all people, not all of their funny translates to all of those genres, though.
0: Right, I got you. Know what you know
1: what I'm saying? I That's the you. thing. Yeah. That's why you see comedians who are very funny stand-ups. You go, "What do I ain't got no TV show?" Because they probably can't act. Some of them can't read.
2: Right. Okay.
1: You see what I'm saying? Then yeah. you got comedians who are funny, and they go, "I could write a script. I'm funny, but writing a script ain't got nothing to do with being funny." Writing a script has to do with knowing how to tell story, story right. progression, character development, three-dimensional characters, an arc. That's a whole completely different muscle. And then people who are actors or people who are funny writers can't do stand-up because they don't know how to perform. You've got to be able to get on that stage and perform. I have a friend, his name is Anthony Hill. He was the first guy that brought me on. He was the head writer of Meet the Browns and House of Pain. And when he got the job for Tyler Perry's House of Pain and Meet the Browns, he brought me on as a writer. That was the first real full-time writing job that I got. That's for a long term for a scripted show.
2: Right. Anthony
1: is a writer. He's the one person that I've met that's only ever wanted to be a writer. He loves writing. He will write jokes and hand them to a comedian and go, go, go do that. Really? And he loves watching that. Everybody, don't. Everybody don't have nothing's better than knowing your lane, knowing what you like to do. A lot of people don't do that, right? So a lot of people try to be, you know, they. they that's why you see people that funny, but they ain't translating in other in other mediums. So you can't teach funny. Funny in you, whether you know how to bring it out is different. You know
2: what I'm saying?
0: Right. And and I'm sure that it's a different type of beast, um, when when standing on stage um, doing stand up. It You know, to me, um, I guess, you know, I guess for you, it, it, it may be it comes natural, but on the outside, I'm looking like, you know, I guess you got to kind of, you know, because speaking with um, some other uh, comedians. You know, they all kind of said that, like that first. You know, and and some of them say they still. You know, before a show, they still kind of get the little bugs a little bit on the inside of whatever. Um, how how was how it for you when, when you're going out doing the um the mega stages? You know, as opposed to doing the small stages, or is it the same feeling? Um, well, no, it's
1: obviously a, a, a different feeling. When I was out doing Shaq's All Star Comedy Tour, and you out in that in that stage in front of three to five thousand people, you know, the the temple of it is different. Right. You know what I mean? It's always pros and cons to both. It's different being up on that big stage than being in a comedy club. Comedy club is more intimate. But then another thing that happens, too, like I was, I was at the Staples Center the other night watching Ariana. I took my kids to go see Ariana Grande. Right. And I'm watching her rock the Staples Center. And it's a massive place. But what I also realized in that moment is that when that is, when that is the, your, your norm, which it is for her, like for my friend Kevin. norm and your personality it the, that arena can eventually feel intimate you can feel like you can touch everybody all the way up in the rafters with
0: your comedy yeah. so I feel like
1: You're constantly involved right. as a performer, as a writer, all
0: of
1: it, you know, and I just love every part of it. So I'm enjoying doing all of it, going to work and making it
0: happen. You know what? I, I, I like the way I, th- I think is that I think it's dope the way you just put that, which which could open up another question for me. Um, and I can get an answer from you being on the inside and get your perspective i i, I see, it's seeming like I can tie that in to the way you broke down the arena space and um and and the intimacy do you think that that kind of may have played a part in what happened with with um Tiffany haddish just stepping into like a new space because she you know she's she's funny and she she has the ability and the gift but stepping into that a different type of arena for the first time? Do you think that that may have been, that ties into what you, you said? Because I like the way you put that.
1: Um, do I think that Tiffany didn't do well in certain situations because of big venues? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The size yeah. of the venue? Yeah. No. No? I don't
1: think Tiffany, No, I don't think she did not do well because of the size of the venue. First of all, comedians can have bad nights time. Right. But the problem is when you're, in that, when you're under that microscope and you're in that big of a celebrity, your bad times is going to be scattered all over for the world to see. Got you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the difference. Everybody go to work and have a bad day. That's and you're right. Up and not doing stuff right. Everybody. Right. The, the difference is our work is done in front of you guys. And another difference is in order for comedians to find out what works on stage, we have to do what doesn't work. So we know, oh, that didn't work. Or we got to change that, and therefore that's why a lot of comedians don't want you to record them when they're on when they're working.
0: Got you, yeah. So okay. Like,
1: this ain't done.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just like if you go to the Laugh Factory, the Laugh Factory's website, and and uh, they have videos of me. They're old videos, but what I noticed about the videos of the Laugh Factory, every single one that they have up of me. Is an early version of that joke that I'm doing. Like, if I watch, like, like, a long walk on the beach, I remember I saw with one of the Laugh Factory clips they had of me. And I remember watching that video, and I'm going, this is like when I first started doing the joke, like a <laughs> month in. That
0: yeah. joke,
1: a year later, evolved to fire, but it's been captured in time in its first version. Right. So, people who go to the Laugh Factory like see this watered down version of a joke and they and they look at him and go see all right." and, oh, well,
0: and, you know, and base that, your whole career on that oh yeah he you know
1: yeah that's yeah. how it is you know yeah. what i'm saying so tiffany harris went out there and she you know a combination of maybe her you know not not uh like you said she was up all night you know being a celebrity and just whatever and it just did it, it all caught up with her that night right you know, and unfortunately, because she's Tiffany Haddish now, and she's a huge superstar, she realizes you, you you can't afford to go out there and have nights like that because that will last longer than the nights you do. You, you kill it. Right.
2: Right.
1: So I think that's it. You know what I mean? It's unfair right. situation. But like they say, with great power comes great responsibility. You getting paid a hundred thousand dollars to be there, you can't afford. To have you no—that's know, how a lot of people feel. You can't afford to have no bad nights. That's just—but right. it's the
0: reality of life. And then, and then it doesn't make it any better that you know we we living in a social media um video era now. So everything is—you know what I'm saying? It's like boom—you know everything is being recorded, put up on social media, memes going out. I mean, just—I mean, instantly, oh, yeah. instantly. Yes, exactly. And then
1: once it happens in. Once it happens out there, it stays out there. It's a, you got a new way. It's like like they said in the, the newspapers. You know, when shit used to come out in the newspaper, you had to wait for the next newspaper to come out.
2: Right.
0: So that they
1: bury your story. It's the same thing with Instagram. Something come out in the news cycle and you trend for the day, you hope and wait for somebody else to do something crazy so they forget about you. That's what happened. We ain't even talking about Bill Cosby no more. Bill Cosby is in prison. He's
0: going right. to
1: die in prison. Right. We didn't
0: talk about it no more. It's over.
1: Because everything we we move on. That's true. It's crazy. And yeah. if, if you are part of that news cycle, you gotta just you know, weather the weather the storm.
0: That's all you can do. So with with transitioning um with wearing multiple hats, um, the way that the way that you do, how do you um how do you balance it all with family, um, and and balance that family time too? Because I see that, um, like I say, I follow you, and you 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 do a good job balancing it really really well, and still being able to grind hard, put the work in, and still being able to um, get that family time in too to um, bring that that balance. Um, I keep my.
1: Sometimes I'm not good at balancing it. Sometimes I do too much. I'm not always good at balancing my family time. You know what I mean? I'm always working because I'm always trying to make sure that my family has what they need. And then, you know, we we work and I pride myself on the fact that I am pretty much the predominant breadwinner and that I can, you know, support my family and give them the life that they have by telling jokes and making people laugh. You know what I'm saying? So by them being in the videos and doing the stuff that we do together, that's a part of it. Right. Of, of you know what I'm saying? You know my wife and kids are very much. I I, I capture on video what's real in my life. I'm a father. I'm a husband. And I'm a comedian. You know what I'm saying? I right. I don't want to be the you know the fifty uh, year old dude on. Instagram, trying to look like I'm 30, (laughs)
2: talking
1: about Rihanna or Cardi B and these bitches and they asses. I don't, I don't don't care about none of that. Right? That don't move me. That don't do nothing to me. Some communities are very good at it. They're very good at the hot topics of whatever. I'm very good at being in my world, which is being in here with this woman and these kids and trying to find a way to. you know, not let them kill me and I'm not killed them. Sometimes that's, <laughs> right. that's, that's That's my reality. So I embrace that, that lane. So because of that, we spend a lot of time together, you know, and sometimes, we, you know, we shoot, we shoot videos. We have fun doing it. Sometimes I put stuff up that I know is going to be controversial just to watch people go up. I did one yesterday about me, us talking to our daughters about tithing. Oh, it turned into a religious warfare.
0: Yeah, my yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I knew it
1: was going to do that. Yeah, I know, I know what. I know what. It's it's it, 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 it's easy. So you know, I, I we have fun. We have fun doing stuff together. We're about to shoot um, a little mini series, a little mini reality show. You know, like a web series reality show with yeah. me and the girl. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm, I'm putting that together now. So. Uh, you know, we we always spend time. Right? Every we always we're very good at spending time together and doing stuff. And I'm very good at making sure that, you know, hey, I don't I don't when I'm on the road, I don't do Sunday shows. I come home so I can be home with them. You know what I mean? We we you know vacations and stuff like that. We, we you know I try I try my best to be present. My wife is very good at making me put the phone down and let's eat dinner and let's talk and you know so. <laughs> right. you know she she's the, she's the she's a good balance to me because i i overkill everything
0: right right you know i will with with having such a um impressive resume and um all of the accomplishments and, and and everything like like what what would you say that other than family and and not forgetting um where you come from which you know was from you know basically nothing that like hot like i'm you know and and i'm saying this for for people to try to gravitate to the formula you know which you know everybody's going to find their way but it's always helpful to have some some type of outline or something to go and, and i think that that you you are a good outline because you 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 know with you being locked in with that type of mindset that you have, it it also protects and guards you from a lot of stuff that's going on because it's so easy to get caught up in your in in the entertainment business that you're in. And my thing. So what's
2: your question?
0: My question is like, how like how how do you up
1: in the, in the, in the yeah world. how do
0: you stay locked in?
1: Um. One of the hardest things to do in this business, especially as a man, is to not get caught up in these bitches
2: right okay
1: and because uh, that's always another thing i don't I'm sober, so that's not my problem my the real answer is I've been through that we've been through that gotcha. I've been through the women and all that me and my wife we went through that ten years ago, right, so we went through that, and when you've been through that, and you come out on the other side of that. You
0: know what I'm saying?
1: Like, you just at some point you just
2: get to a point where you go, I can't,
0: I can't, I can't fuck them all. <laughs> I gave him a best shot. Right. I got most of them. Okay. you <laughs> all I
2: could. But so I gave I gave him, him a best shot, person.
0: man. Like, you know oh like, my god, good. I love that okay. I gave him a best shot, man. I just can't go to more, man. <laughs>
1: I got right. a trail of them behind me that's like, that's giving me the thumbs up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, you just, I mean, don't get me wrong. And the real answer is, it don't not be tempting still. Oh, it's still, oh my God. Yeah. I get my wife all the time. Don't be in your sleep. Don't think <laughs> that because you sleep and they just don't want to give you some ass. Every day. Yeah. Constantly. Right. That's the real answer.
2: Right.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just, you, I do what you old oh, you get older you do what I call running the tape all the way through. Yeah. So okay, if I get this how, how what's gonna what's gonna happen after? Do I, is this worth any you know
0: what right, I mean? right, right. Now
1: listen, I've seen some women on Instagram, I've seen some people that make you go, you goddamn right it's worth it. We're gonna go out together with this one. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> You
0: know what I'm saying? But, you know, you don't. <laughs> I definitely I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, now what what can we what, what can we look for um in the future? Can we discuss some future um projects and things that you have going on? I know we got the web series mm, yeah. coming. I uh, I just
2: got
1: finished filming my stand up special in Cleveland, Ohio and we're in the editing process and we're looking to get that out at the end of the summer or the fall. It's called Pat Ballerina. Uh, Netflix is where we're going. It's very funny. It's my hour special. I'm uh, developing um, another show, which is in the early stages, so there ain't never really nothing to talk about right now with that. Right. You know, I'm touring right now, which people can go to com and see my tour date. They've been limited somewhat now because I'm currently a producer and writer on the TV show Fuller House for Netflix, and we're doing our last and final season over there, which I will be doing through November. But I'm, like, already booking dates up for the, for the beginning of next year. And I'm going to be on tour. I'm going to be out developing and looking for a new show, another scripted show for me that I'm trying to do. And, man, I'm just go, you know, and my social media. I'm going to continue to just build and find my voice and my audience on there. And all I ask people to do is follow, you know, Bud David A. Arnold. And if you like what you see, repost it. Share it with your friends. I know some of them. I got a lot of people that follow me from the church. And one of my things is I say is, Yeah, I damn, you know, and when I do that, oh I wanna put your videos up, but I can't my people at church, let me tell you something. <laughs> no people at church is watching me just like you watching me. Y'all both watching on two separate phones, giggling in the corner. So right. don't 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 let that fool I get so many people from same churches that send me their videos and send me the same thing and say, oh, I love watching you. I can't share this with some of my church folks because they so sensitive. I'm real. I'm honest, and I'm always going to be that
2: way. Right. You know what
1: I'm saying? <laughs> so I just, you know, I hope that I get a chance to continue to perform and make people laugh, man. And, you know, this would be great, dude. I appreciate
0: you having me on. Absolutely. Now, I always ask my guests before we, um, before we get out of here, I always um, ask my guests uh, this question, and um, yeah. I want to ask you this question. If you, had, if you had the opportunity to speak to a room, A room full of um, uninspired, um, inspired, and a bunch of people that's looking to get into the um, entertainment business, follow your footsteps, and and they need some form of motivation or uplift or some words of encouragement, and you had that opportunity to speak to that room. What would you say to them? know
1: that what you're doing is not going to be easy. It's not for the weak, and every obstacle that you face has been put in, 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 the, in your way. All obstacles are put in your way for one reason, to weed out the weak. All the no's, all the not all. The, it's, it's, it's to weed out the people who are not strong enough to make the walk, to walk regardless. Anything worth anything takes time to get there. You're not going to get there overnight, and you got to know that you're going to go through things that seem like you failed. But if you take those things and those experiences and turn them into, you know, a learning lesson, and all of this stuff sounds so cliche, man. It really does. It sounds so cliche, but it's true. Right. <laughs> when you go through it and you've been through it, and I am nowhere near where I want to be. I'm nowhere near done what I want to do. So I keep pushing. So if you want to do this, you want to do I don't care what you want to do. You want to be the number one real estate agent in your block. you got to know that there's people who are number one that don't want you to be number one. Huh. So ain't nobody laying down giving you nothing. You want to be the, the manager over at Best Buy? There's already a manager at Best Buy. Huh. There's already somebody who's been working there two years longer than you. that think they should get the managerial job. Right. Ain't nothing worth nothing. Just going, hey, anybody want to be successful? They don't work like that. So you just gotta have you gotta have some kind of drive and passion, and and only you can tap into that. You gotta find that in yourself. You gotta work hard, and you gotta know this. A lot of people say they don't want to work for other people. They want but if you want to work for yourself, that's the hardest work you ever gonna do in your life. I work more hours and days now as a. Independent contractor as a guy who works for himself than I ever did working a nine to five or a twelve hour shift as a nurse.
0: I know that's right.
1: I work all day. I took my kids to my wife and kid. I worked at the in the writer's room on, at the studio. Left, came home, took them to the concert. Right, but we can go sit up in a private sheet box and watch the concert. They don't know nothing about that. Right, and then I bring them home, put them to bed at midnight, and I work from 2, from from midnight, 12.30, to 2.30 in the morning for two more hours. Wow. Because that's what you got to do if you want to have certain stuff.
2: Right.
1: So if if I'm talking to a room full of people and you say, this is what I want to do every day, tell me what you do every day. What actions do you take every day that connects to the words that you constantly say? I want to be a hairdresser. What do you do every day to be a hairdresser? Every Hmm. day. Be a writer. What have
2: you written
1: today? Right. That's it. And a lot of people don't realize that they just talk it. A lot of people go, I'm gonna lose weight. Then they go to the gym and then they leave the gym (laughs) and go to McDonald's. You're not doing shit. Stay (laughs) home. But you don't want to
2: admit that a part of losing weight is controlling
1: what goes. 80% of it is what goes in your mouth. Right. You know what I mean? But it's but it's easier to, you know, blame it on something else. Then we always don't look to the outside. For playing, always. We're the well, last place we want to play. When you get sober, when you when, when you've been sober 21 years, and you realize that the only reason I am where I am is because I had the courage to look myself in the face and be honest with myself in the mirror. I'm I'm, I'm very good at taking ownership for what I do.
2: Very absolutely. good at it. I'm, I'm where
1: I am in my life because of every choice that I made. No, nobody else.
0: Wow, man, that is—I mean, it—it it don't get no realer than that, right there. Um, I hope that oh, uh, the listeners definitely sponged up that um that free, free, free words right there, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the truth, and mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm really really grateful for that. Also, can we um take the time to put your um social platforms out there, ways that people yeah. can connect with you yeah. and follow you?
1: me on Instagram at the David a. Arnold, D. the David A Arnold, and Facebook the same thing, David A Arnold. If you want to see who I am, you can go to davidarnold.com and jump on my website. If you happen to be a comedian out there who wants to take my online stand-up class, you go to davidarnold.com. You go click on the class, and all the information is there. My assistant Naima will get back to you. Um, man, I'm, I'm very accessible. All you got to do is Google David A Arnold. I'm very easy to find
0: absolutely thank you um so much again man and from um me and the vibe team i just want to um i just want to really really thank you man for this this amazing opportunity and i'm wishing you Um, more blessings, more success for you and your family. And, um, I hope that we can get you back on here again to promote whatever you have going on. I would love for um, us to get on that priority list for you to come back through and, and, and let us be a part of that, um, that greatness and put that out there.
1: Absolutely, man. Let's do it for real.
0: Thank you so much. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And your guest, Mr. King David A. Arnold. We are out of here.